0: Eaten by a shark. My, oh, yeah. my tummy was like, girl, not today. Get get out of there, girlfriend. Happy new year! Hello, 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 little pee babies. So, this is our first episode that we're gonna be recording in the new year. So, we want to say happy new year to you guys. Obviously, this is our second episode for the year, so already straight back into it and getting shit done already with smashing goals, babe.
1: Yeah, I think we had a nice little, I think we had a few days off. And it was really nice to just have a little break and enjoy our little holidays, enjoy the new year, celebrating
0: New Year's Eve, and ready to get back into it. I have started the new year absolutely off drinking, to be honest. Like, yeah, I this time of the year makes me, like, think alcohol is so disgusting. <laughs>
1: it does, doesn't it? You go into the year thinking the same thing every single
0: year. Totally. And then, you know, you... Chill out for a little while and you get straight back on the bandwagon of being a lit dog.
1: I know. I woke up New Year's Day and just went, oh no. And then I realized I have another festival this weekend. So I really yeah,
0: just. Yeah, you're going to Wildlands. Yeah, really, I really just cooked myself. Lives going straight into another festival and I am doing the opposite and I'm going to be a wholesome little lady chilling. I'm going away on Friday to see my family. So it's going to be a wholesome little holiday. I'm going away for a week. So I'm fucking excited for that. I've been planning for that at the moment. Very exciting. Cannot wait to give my mum a hug. Like it's all I can think about. Uh, There is nothing better. Like I'll spend like three days away from my mum and be so excited to go give her a hug. Literally, it's been two months without her now and I'm freaking out. Like, I can't deal with it. It's been too long. I love going away on holidays
1: with your family though because, I don't know, there's something different. Like, when you go away on holidays with your friends, all you end up doing is drinking and feeling Mm -hmm. like shit the next day. But when you go with your family, it is so wholesome, so relaxing. Like, you actually switch off and just enjoy
0: quality time with your family. Yeah, exactly. I definitely need it. I actually have never been, uh, that's a lie, I haven't been on a family holiday in so many years. I think the last family holiday we had when I was about maybe 12 and now I'm 23. So at least Mm -hmm. 10 years from our last family holiday. So I guess it's not a holiday for them because they live there now, but it's a holiday for me, so it's very exciting. And it's such a great holiday spot,
1: so I'm excited to go up there one day
0: when you get back. I know. Literally, when I get back from London, we'll be up there all the time living our best life in Early Beach and around the Wit Sundays and all that stuff.
1: Around the Wit Sundays is just, i fully switched off when I went up there too. I feel like everyone up there is so relaxed within their mm. actual lives. Like here is so busy and everyone's going 24 7. And in Early
0: and Hamo and all those like island places up north, everyone is just so relaxed. I know. That's what mum keeps saying to me. So I'm definitely in need of that. So I'm very, very excited to go oh. up there. It'll be fucking amazing
1: be so good
0: so we went to falls for new year's eve how did you find it Liv?
1: oh i honestly had the best night i don't know (laughs) i don't remember a whole lot if i'm being honest (laughs) (laughs) but i don't know there's something about being in a festival new year's eve that i really enjoyed my favorite part was honestly at the end of the night we got the silent disco headphones and it's where it has like three switches of three different DJs, and you flick between each station, and you just put mm-hmm. the headphones on. And then there was hammocks; it laid in the hammock with the with the headphones on, and it was just a vibe.
0: Oh, so funny! So I ended up actually leaving the festival at eleven, so before New Year's had actually hit. I just got over it. I wasn't actually that keen to go, to be honest. I did sell my ticket. Yeah, <laughs> and then. I got really bad FOMO when all the girls were at Pre's drinking and I went, fuck it, I'm just going to come. There's nothing else to do. I re-bought a ticket, went to Pre's and everything. It was so much fun in the festival during the day. But I don't know, just being around heaps of drunk people kind of weaked me out a little bit. So I was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to call early. Like I'm feeling good. I've had a great night. I want to go before like I start feeling shit and almost like ruin the night. Yeah. So I just went and met met someone in Cooley and hung out with them. but. Liv was sending me videos of her laying in a hammock with her silent disco headphones on, absolutely having a hell time. And I was just like pissing myself laughing, like what a way to start the new year in a hammock with some headphones on. Oh, it was (laughs) honestly the best. I can't even, I don't even remember sending you those
1: videos. I woke up and you're like, yeah, you sent me about like 20 videos of you in the hummock. I was like, see, I just loved
0: it. You don't understand. So many people have come up to me since falls going, oh my God, I just saw live in the hummock at the end of the night. I'm like, oh, let me. Yeah. It was just so good, guys. See, it's funny because usually you're the more mature one out of our relationship, but it falls, it really took a turn, didn't it? It really did. I just let loose, honestly. Oh, no, good. It was good. But um, I do really
1: want to start like what you did and just like knowing when to end the night and go home Mm. on like a high rather than going home being so tired and ending it so I don't know
0: just feeling so flat yeah I've kind of just got to a stage in my life where I've found the longer I stay out the worse the night gets no nothing really good happens after 12 p.m no so only weird shit honestly (laughs) exactly and I guess you know I used to love a bender like I used to get home when the sun was coming up and I think I've just kind of grown out of that now and I'm like go out have your fun and then go home have a great night's sleep I woke up on New Year's Day I went surfing I went and found rock pools went for like a little adventure was listening to music on the beach with like a group of friends I just had like the best day and then all my friends had stayed at the festival were in bed all day hungover. like you little lemmy Me. <laughs> so I'm just really happy that I actually knew when to call it quits and you know I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to miss out on this and this, this. I'm like, just go home while you're feeling good. Yeah. It's like the whole struggle as well. as trying to get home from a big festival like that with hundreds of thousands of people all trying to get on these buses. It's such a rush. Like I got on the first bus that went out of there. There was like, it was a full bus, but like I was straight on straight home. I made it into Coolangatta for the fireworks. Like it was just I just was so proud of myself. It was like, good job, little pat in the back for Cashew.
1: No, that's so good. I was going to say I love going to festivals. Like, for example, Wildlands this weekend, we have a bus taking us there and back, which I actually Mm. rather because the bus picks us up as soon as the festival's done. So, like, for falls, I didn't get home till like, 3 a.m., because someone picked us up. That is wild. I know, but, like, for Wildlands, you get – I feel like they end at 12 and then everyone has to leave and the bus picks Mm. you up. So you're home definitely by, like, 1 a.m., which is, like, okay compared to i feel like if you go past one you're absolutely cooked
0: no i agree i'm just not here for the hangover anymore like no i know 23 is not old at all but you turn 23 and you're like holy shit i'm too old for this shit anymore i can't deal with it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, it's so funny but yeah and what else what else have i been doing i had a movie night last night We ordered some Thai food. It was very nice. Yum. But, yeah, I've just been chilling. Thai food sounds out good right now. I think I'm still – I'm on day two of a hangover, so <laughs>
1: crazy food. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, yum. I know. It was so good just to chill. Like, I went and had a great day yesterday and then just chilled, had a movie night. Like, it was just the best way to start the year ever. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, that's me this year, next year, whatever you want yeah. to call it. Uh, I actually want to go away. Yeah, I'm going to do something for my birthday. I think if I'm back in Australia at the end of next year, I'll do something, like go away with all, with like a group of friends, maybe yeah. we'll go camping or something. I'd love to
1: go, yeah, um, camping or sunny coast or like, I don't know, somewhere mm. where you can just like wake up, walk to the beach, walk back to your cabin or whatever, like something you don't actually have to drive your car. or Like yeah. I love places where you can just ride your bike around. And
0: Fuck, yeah, me too, me
1: too. Like it's such a vibe.
0: Look at us with the New Year's plans for next year already. Like, shut up. I know. (laughs) We get so ahead of ourselves. My birthday is in, like,
1: two months now. So I'm, like, I actually think I'm going to go camping because I just can't be bothered.
0: Literally, the planning's already started. I'm, like, bro, I don't even know. I fly out to Europe in, like, 25 days and I'm, like, fucking, I don't even know what I'm eating for (laughs) breakfast tomorrow. Like, I can't plan anything. (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
1: Alrighty. So, that was a good catch up, I feel.
0: Yeah. There's lots
1: been going on, and I reckon we should get into the recommendations for the week.
0: Let's get it, baby. All right, what have you got?
1: I'm going to recommend a place that I actually went to today. Forgot about it. But it's a banger. Mm-hmm. I went to the Salt Mill in Kingscliff. They have one in Kurumban oh. as well. But their coffee and acai absolutely slaps. It's so good. They're
0: so yum.
1: So good. And – like, you can tell because they're always that busy. Like, it's an actual joke. Literally. But a busy cafe is a good cafe, guys. So, yeah, I recommend salt meal this week.
0: And the chocolate granola is so yummy. That's what I had
1: on the acai. Oh, mm. my gosh.
0: You can't get it without it if you go there. Like, it's so yummy. I, can't, I love it. I can't be hungover without getting any
1: asai. Not gonna lie.
0: I know. I'm the same it makes you feel so much better. So Fun fact, I actually used to wag school, like, once a week to go to salt Mill. Oh, really? <laughs> cool kids wag school to get a say, baby yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right my recommendation for the week is going to be vodka and soda yeah I have been as we've been drinking so much like over this holiday season that is all I've been drinking and I'm so obsessed like everything is so good and it's actually quite dear to me because my boss for the other brand I work for is actually a Hot owner of Vodka Soda, and I love him to bits. so shout out, Forzy, weapon. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's lit.
1: I love Vodka Soda, and it's, you don't feel that bad after it because it hasn't got all the
0: sugar and crap in it. No, you do literally don't get a hangover at all. Like, mm. I love it. I'm obsessed, and it, all the flavors are so good. Mm, it's just like a Besides light. obsessed with the watermelon one. Yes. Watermelon and passion fruit are my favorite. Yeah, me too. They're my two favorites as well. I
1: haven't tried that. I feel like you'd really like the tequila you, 'Cause he makes tequila yeah, and soda,
0: doesn't he? Yeah, it's tequila soda, um, margaritas. So Ooh, yummy. Oh
1: yes.
0: In a can. In a can. Ready to go. Like Who Margie's the- ready to go, babe. <sighs> Fucking sign me up. Literally. Alright, so kicking it off with our new segment, mm. we are gonna be doing the complaints department. I'm excited for this one. I know, me too. So as we said in last week's episode, we're going to be switching up our little segments every four weeks. And this month, we're doing the complaints department. So this is a chance for you guys to bring to us any complaints you've got about literally anything, like kind of an area where you want to be a Karen, but you can't be a Karen because Mm. complaining sucks. So come to us, complain to us, but I'm going to kick it off with, I'm complaining about having multiple friends all with the same name like someone switch it up please I have three best friends all named Emily and every time I talk about one of them they're all like wait which one I'm like oh stop Uh, someone change your name yeah I should admit
1: my name's really common so Mm. everywhere I go I freaking hear Olivia
0: I'm like can you change your goddamn name Can you actually check yourself before I wreck you? Because (laughs) I'm getting sick of all the same names everywhere. Like I'm going to start calling my friends like Patricia and like names that are not common. I know. Every time you say Emily, I'm like, can you just, let's just start calling them by their last names. No, we have to do that. We need to, we need to Mm. find a solution for this because it drives me wild. Well, I get
1: called my last name a lot now
0: because Mm, it's just so
1: much easier and I actually don't mind it. I think it's kind of (laughs) cool. Yes, (laughs) Yes, Lando. <laughs> well, mine is going to be I'm complaining to the cook at every single pub because uh, every time I order a medium rare steak, it comes out medium, like well done to medium. And I'm like, I don't want it well done. Go off oh, me. Dom. It's so frustrating. Like I just I – I'm <laughs> at the point where I'm not ordering steak from a pub. Like I'll cook it myself.
0: No, I totally agree. I get mine medium rare as well. and. If it's not, it's just like it doesn't hit the spot how it's supposed to. I don't, like, I I don't it want it chewy. <laughs> don't ask me how you want it cooked if you're not going to cook it right. Yeah, actually, right. I'm going to go up and
1: be like, I'm going to ask for it medium rare, but if you can't do it, just
0: tell me right now. If you can't bring it out medium rare, send it back. Yeah, actually,
1: just give me a snitty. <laughs>
0: Uh, so, good. so good you guys have got some complaints today as well so uh. we're so fucking here for it honestly i low-key love when people like complain without complaining like uh. they're, like, to your, like complaining to your friends is so fun i would never actually complain to like a restaurant that's that actually gives me so much anxiety if i went up to a waitress and was like hey this is not cooked properly i would freak out but saying it to your friends actually is actually so funny. I don't know why. It is. I will always go, I'm not complaining, but. And then they actually complain.
1: <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? Or you think, oh. you look at, you're at a restaurant, you complaining to your friends at the dinner table about it. The waitress walks over, they go, how's he your doing? You're like, oh, it's so good, thanks.
0: Oh, it's so good. I love it. I love it. It's so nice. <laughs> i like, actually tastes like awesome. Oh my god, Lemmy. Uh, <laughs> all right, what have we got from the listeners
1: this week? We have, we're gonna start with, complaining to uh, all the mobile network companies like Telsha, Obdis, mm-hmm. not being able to use internet on 3G anymore. Like, what the fuck?
0: Since when when has your internet
1: not worked on 3G? It only works on 4G.
0: Yeah, I don't understand what the – I really don't get it. Like, now they have 5G as well, so is 4G not going to work anymore? Like, I don't understand that shit. I know. Ever since 5G has come out, 3G has been, like, see ya. Like, I had full
1: bars on the way to Sydney, but with 3G and the internet didn't work. And then I'd hit one bar with 4G, internet, Boom. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, baby's so <laughs> frustrated. All I would do is sit there and do like peeping stuff on my phone. It wouldn't load. I'm like, I have full bars.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's annoying when you have all the bars and it's still not working. Like, what's going on, like, bro? I had 10 hours. <laughs> couldn't do <one> <laughs> minute. <laughs> yeah. that's anyway, that's I get really fired right. up. <laughs> you do it. We've also got a complaint to McDonald's. When your burger comes out looking like it's been squished on the floor. Sorry, but never looks like the ads, does it? No, the ads make it look so good. You get it, it looks like they've actually squished it on the floor. I know, I totally relate. Like right, cool. and anything from there, like it the aesthetic's just gone out the window, doll. Yeah. No aesthetics at Maccas. Imagine I like, work on that shit. Imagine like putting a photo up of your Maccas when you store it like really aesthetically. <laughs> yeah, like everyone takes photos of their aesthetic like lunches and stuff, and we just start doing it for Maccas because we're like Marcus's d <laughs> mm. Oh, my God. That's so funny.
1: Complaints
0: funny. to people for breathing too loudly in movie cinemas. <laughs> can't relate. Honestly, but you can't tell people not to breathe. So kind of controversial. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, I've been so many times in the movies where people actually
1: fall asleep and start snoring. I'm like, sleep is Sorry, like you're what? at home. Like, why are you falling asleep? You've just bought a movie ticket and you're falling
0: asleep. I'm not going to lie, I'm definitely one of those people that fall asleep at the movie cinemas, but fall I don't sleep, snore, don't so it's snore. fun. So one time I went to the drive-in movies, which is about an hour and a half away from where I live, got all the way there, three minutes into the movie, I was asleep, woke up, and had to drive home. Oh my gosh, you're one of them. Yeah, I am one of them. Like, <laughs> I fall asleep in movies so bad, it's not good, um, guilty, so. Cashew. Anyway, back to the breathing loudly. That fucking pisses me off. Like, can you just learn how to breathe in out of your nose? Like, stop being a mouth breather. Stop being a mouth breather. (laughs) Seriously. Um, And lucky last for our complaints department this week is paper straws. Oh no, enough said. Sorry. What the hell? You go out to a bar. They're like, "Would you like a straw?" Uh, Obviously, because I'm not going to get lipstick all over the glass. Trying to help you out, bro, and then they give you a paper straw. You're like, okay, I'm trying to help you here, but now you're stitching me the fuck up. Well,
1: even just my daily iced coffee,
0: like I feel like I have to drink it in five minutes
1: flat. Otherwise, I have a soggy straw and can't drink it.
0: Literally, and then you have like the most hectic buzz because you just scold like a double shot of coffee. Your stomach's <laughs> just like
1: churning, like sick.
0: Cheering paper straw. I actually have metal
1: ones. I think my dad got them for me, like in a little takeaway container thing. I need oh, to start cute. taking them
0: everywhere because so over it. I see, I have them too, but it just annoys me because you have to wash them. <laughs> you can't like take them out for the day. Like usually, I'll go out for a whole day. I'll go out and get a no coffee, then I'd want to use my straw, and then I probably get all bar, and then I want to use my straw for that drink, but then it's got milk in it. Like, do you know what I mean? They just don't make it easier for you. I'm trying to save the planet here, and just yeah. we need a we need a straw cleaning situation or something in the bathrooms. So we're all know. just that lazy. It's a joke. Let's be real, we're
1: complaining <laughs> about being just pure laziness. Like there's a solution <laughs> to the problem, but we just don't want to do it. Today we are talking about how important trusting your gut is. Mm-hmm. My favourite baby. I feel like I'm very in tune with my body
0: and I've always trusted my gut. So Mm, I'm the same. I feel like once you are in tune with your body, I don't know how you get there to be honest, but mm. once you are in tune with your body, any little feeling you get, you understand what it means as well, where it's coming from. You're like, this means do not go out because something bad is gonna happen. Or yeah. You know, stupid example. But Yeah, yeah. You can just you just understand. And I don't know, but I just don't get it. Honestly, uh, it wigs me
1: out. I don't get it either, but let's get into it. So, I'm obviously going to start this episode with
0: a quote. I feel like I have to do this now because it's just like, <laughs> it's just this thing that I've got going on. It's like an accidental tradition now of the potties, lips quotes to start us off. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is exactly what trusting, quote unquote, trusting your gut means. Trusting your gut means following the physical feelings your body gives you that you are making the right or wrong decision. They are feelings of intuition that occur when the neurons in your gut communicate with those in your brain. These responses are built over time and informed by previous experiences. Wow. I feel like- That's
0: wild. Yeah.
1: And when I was talking to mom about this topic, she was like, yeah, your gut
0: actually has its own brain. Wait, what? Yeah, you're like a squid. You know that? You know that octopuses don't have a brain; they just have like a gut. Yeah, your gut, your <laughs> gut is like a second brain. Like what? What's... Sorry, but I don't know if that's true. I just made that up. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, 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 no! I've heard that somewhere before, but I don't, I don't know if that's Bible. <laughs> I don't know if that's Bible. How's me coming out with the fun facts that I don't even know if are true? Honestly, coming from that, I think that trusting your gut and your intuition is so important when it comes to, like, every aspect of your life as well. Like, there's been so many situations where a gut feeling has helped me avoid a toxic situation. Uh, That's where it honestly kind of confuses me because it's like, how do you know something is going to happen before it happens? But somehow it steers you in the right direction. It literally is a physical feeling in your gut that you get as well. Do you know what I mean? Like you physically have this anxious feeling in your body Mm. and then you don't do something and it works out for the best. And then you're like, what? I have no idea. And I feel like
1: the gut feeling comes into play with like everything happens for a reason.
0: Mm. I don't know.
1: I feel like that whole connection of like a gut feeling, everything happens for a reason. It's all I don't know. I've always just thought it's so connected, and the reason
0: you know when you have a gut feeling, and then you are like, oh, well, everything happens for a reason. The universe almost points you in this right direction, and your body's like communicating with the universe to do certain mm. things and to you know give you the best out of life and whatnot, and just keep you safe in dangerous situations. And yeah, I think it's almost as you said from that quote. You get informed almost from previous situations. So mm. there could have been a situation you've heard about from someone, you know, someone's gone to a bar and they went home and then avoided the bar blowing up, for a crazy example. Yeah. But, you know, you've seen that on TV. So then you mm. go into a situation where it doesn't certainly feel safe. So then you avoid it. And then obviously maybe not the bar, the bar doesn't maybe blow up, but yeah something else might have happened and then it's just like your body knew that there was potential danger there?
1: Yeah, I know. It's it's wild, honestly. I don't really have another word for
0: it. Sorry, but the human body is so fucking cool how that works, hey? Yeah. I had a little Google from a physiological perspective. Neuroscience
1: and author of a book says – your gut feelings are a combination of your gut bacteria communicating directly to your brain via chemical messengers in the blood and the gut neurons' connection to the limbic part of the brain, which I find so cool. I love this shit. <laughs> that is wild. Yes. It's wild. Like It travels through your blood
0: into the part of your Oh, like I just oh my gosh it's cool like how clever our brains really are and switched on you know you you sense a dangerous situation without even really realizing you could potentially be in one Mm. and then your brain like sends this message and makes you almost feel sick and then you're like okay I've got to go like get it get me out of here right now
1: our bodies are honestly sick like I love them
0: I love my body so much. (laughs) You're so cool, baby. (laughs) Going on from what Liv just read out, we also had a look and we found out that the importance of gut feelings is the strongest studies in lie detection, which is crazy. People tend to be more accurate at judging someone's honesty and whether they're lying about a particular event. They are asked to go in with their intuitions compared to if they were asked to think it through and verbalize their reasons. That's like
1: that's the strongest in studies of lie detection. Sorry, what?
0: I know, and it's so cool because I always thought lie detection was just based off like nerves. If someone's nervous, they're obviously lying. But yeah. I guess that's so true because if you sit there and think about something, you can almost persuade yourself that that it's true and that's what happened. But if you mm. just literally go into your body and think about what happened then that's where you're going to get the truth yeah
1: yeah thinking see overthinking just kills everything (laughs) it really does it really just does (laughs) Uh, okay well we're going to get into five points about what your gut feeling might be trying to tell you number one you're in danger Our ability to pick up on a potential threatening or dangerous situation is certainly a helpful skill and it's not uncommon to get that sinking feeling when you're afraid. Like, you know, when you're scared Mm. and that that gut feeling kind of just, like, sinks in your stomach? I think that's so awesome that our bodies can give us that pre-warning. And fear, fear of danger can often present as a feeling of tightness in the gut or an overall anxious feeling.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that gut feelings can be great to get you out of dangerous situations. But taking us into step number two, gut feelings aren't always negative. They can actually be good feeling, indicating that something's good for you. Or if you've met a new person, for example, like a romantic situation, you kind of get a good feeling about them. You know something about them, you vibe with them. This gives you a good incentive to understand on what level you guys are going to be aligned in, I guess. Hmm. Like a sensation in your stomach where you feel like warm and happy and safe. It's almost like those happy little oh, butterflies, butterflies that you get. yeah. Yeah, and I think that's also like another gut feeling, just trying to tell you that you are safe, you are happy, you're going to like a fun situation. Mm, I love those good butterflies like it's like warm and Me happiness too. the little butterflies are fluttering around and they're like "Ooh, you love them
1: <laughs> i'm gonna take it to step number three with you're getting sick or something is physically wrong have you ever had this lingering feeling like you're getting sick or like something's off with your body and it turned out to be true We know our bodies better than anyone else, and we can often pick up on the most subtle changes and imbalances within your body. Like, I honestly instantly know if I'm feeling run down and I'm going to get sick. Like, I just, I don't know. You just, even just like the smallest scratch in your throat, and you go, I'm
0: getting sick. (laughs) I think this relates to being a chick as well where it t- comes up to being that time of the month, mm. you, you fucking know it's coming. Like, I've not been on the pill or anything in years. I don't keep track of anything, so, like, I don't know what date anything's due, mm. but it'll be, like, a week before I'll be, like, in my head, my period's coming next week. And I don't know how I know, but I just I just know. Yeah, like, like your stomach just, I don't know. Ugh. I think it's just all a part of being so in tune with yourself. You just understand these certain feelings, like, getting a cold, mm. getting a period having a stomach flu, like there's Mm. all these little signs that we've had previously that have built up. Yeah, I always
1: know when to take like a day off the gym because I know that I'm getting run down. Like I don't know how I know, but I wake up and go, I really could use the sleep in rather than going to exert Mm -hmm. myself. And it does, it makes such a difference. Like you really get, I feel like I'm much more in tune with my body now in the sense of knowing when to slow down before I get to the point of being sick.
0: Yeah, me too, me too. And I've got a... Underlying health issue. So I actually have bowel disease, um, which is you get similar symptoms to IBS, which is like obviously when you're allergic to a certain food Mm, or whatever. mm -hmm. But IBD is what I have, and it has nothing to do with foods. And I remember when I was first diagnosed, I was 14, and I was tested for every single food allergy under the sun. Mm. I kept saying to the doctors, I know this is not it. Mm -hmm. This is not it. Like I I, there's – It's something seriously is wrong with me. Like it's not just an allergy. It's nothing to do with food. Like I'd cut out every food under the sun. I've tried everything. It's not this. It took three different specialists. It took, I think it was seven hospital visits. I was extremely like anemic. I was just really, really unwell. Yeah. And I've had it for almost 10 years now. And I've only just, just kind of starting to get it under handle because people keep telling me it's something when, when it's actually, in fact, not. Yeah. I so feel like
1: this happens a lot medically. A big,
0: yeah, that was a big journey of me trying to say this is not it, and every time a doctor would not listen to me or – and obviously, you know, doctors fucking know their shit. They deal with this stuff all the time. They They – Other professionals here, Mm. but I just knew that that was not my situation, and I had to keep changing doctors and all of that stuff because they would just not listen to what I was saying. Mm. So, I think sometimes, especially times like that, is when you really need to trust your gut and understand what's going on. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like it's your body, you know what's going on.
0: They obviously run tests that we can't do, but I don't
1: know. There's
0: just, yeah, they can't feel how you're feeling. So, in a way, they're not going to know what's going on.
1: No. No. I think when it comes to anything medical or health related, the safest bet is to just get it checked out. If your gut feeling is telling you something is wrong, don't ignore it. Like you didn't, for example, Mm. um, it's better, it's better to get it checked out rather than wait five years and then, you know, be something else. Like it could be something so small. It could be
0: nothing at all, but you would Mm -hmm. rather just get it checked out. My specialist now that I have said to me, if I didn't go to him, he's, he's great. He's really great for this, but he said, "If I didn't go to him and get it sorted, I would have had to get a colostomy bag, which is literally they cut out all of your intestines oh, and you have a, a poo bag outside of your body." So thank God I found it when I did, and thank God I kept Sheen. persisting and kept saying like, "No, there's something else wrong," because you no, know, I would have gotten to that stage. And I'm only 23. Like, no, 23 year old wants that. No, Let's not it. at all. That would be horrible. Taking us into step number four, all about taking good risks for your life. So I think you should take the fucking good risk that you're feeling the urge. You know, you could be wanting to start a new career, move across the country, move across the world like what I'm doing. You know, sometimes our intuition knows what's right before our conscious mind does. So, for example, with me moving to London, I had a feeling that I just fucking needed to travel and see the world. I needed to – I couldn't be stuck in this same routine of life anymore. So I decided to book this trip and now that it's coming closer, as I've told you guys, I'm starting to feel quite anxious and stuff about it, but deep down I know I'm doing the right thing. Mm. Something that scares you and could, can you know, potentially be like a risk to your life. Like I'm leaving everything behind, but it's just it's sometimes you just have to fucking take that risk based on that feeling that you had it. like initially. Yeah. And I feel
1: like some people get scared off by that initial feeling in their stomach, like that Mm. anxiety, but it's not bad anxiety. It's like your body going, this is going to be good for you, but you just don't know it yet. And I really, I've always done that when example, like starting a new career, which I have done in the past few months, I had that feeling in my
0: stomach, but I knew that I was making the right decision. As I've been having all this anxiety, I know it's, Good nerves rather than scary nerves. But sometimes, you know, if you're having an off day and you've got these exciting nerves, they can be easily mistaken for scary nerves. So, so easily, I think you just need to sit back for a minute and go, this is exciting nerves. I'm doing something good for myself. I need to, you know, move on from what I've been, what I have been doing and just go beyond what you've been living and fucking take a risk and just do it. Yeah
1: if you're getting that feeling in your stomach and that next move that you're going to take whatever it may be and it seems risky i feel like if your gut is persistently telling you to take that risk you like you may want to listen obviously everyone is different but when you bypass your initial gut feeling it can lead to distress so if you bypass that mm. feeling and then you go oh my gosh i should have done it what if this happened what if it turned out good like you start second guessing everything
0: I kind of live my life on the fuck that, what if feeling because there's been so many situations in my life where I'd had two options. One was to play it safe and one was to take a risk and I'd gone, oh, just play it safe. And then I'd regret it for the next year going, but what if I just did that? Who would have I met? Who would I be today? You know, Mm. you can't sit back and just be comfortable. You've got to get out there and take risks, do things that scare you. This is my gut feelings are really good and can help you in life because yeah they can keep you safe and keep you out of dangerous situation but they can also push you to do things that you never would believe you would actually do yeah i i agree if i looked back and told my 12 year old self that i was going to be moving to the other side of the world when i was 23 i would go uh absolutely not i'm love it here i'm comfortable here that still hasn't changed but something inside me just needs more mm. and this is why i'm doing it so yeah Moving into number five, you're being manipulated. Mm -hmm. As a gut feeling can tell you when someone is too good for us, they can also tell us when someone is, well, not so good for us. If you're being like manipulated or I guess treated wrong in any way, you get that disgust feeling in your gut Mm. and you just know something's not right. You know this isn't how you should not be treated. You know that this person may not be good for you. And sometimes people stay with someone, I think as well, just out of comfortability, as we were just saying, like, mm. but that's not good enough. You need to, if your gut is like feeling bad about someone or something, you fucking need to listen to it and get out of that situation. I think a lot of people have been in that
1: situation where their gut's telling them to leave, but their head and their heart's just like, ah, oh, but, mm. oh, I just feel like you're delaying it makes it 10 times worse and 10 times harder. Sometimes it's just easier. <laughs> It's harsh, but just to rip the
0: bandaid off. I've been in that situation multiple times with an ex and, you know, my gut was saying, you're not happy, just fucking leave. But then like, I was obviously in my head, I was in love and all that stuff. And I was like saying to myself, can I do better than this? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like I'll never find someone like this. Who's, you know, yeah. my ex has gr- lots of great qualities, but just they weren't right for me and my gut was telling me that for fucking years, and it was a very on and off relationship. And if I just listened to my gut, when they first happened, who knows what would have happened? You know, really, like. But I stayed comfortable, stayed in this what I call "quote unquote" love feeling, and I ended up just delaying that heartbreaking process for so long for the both of us. Mm. And yeah, even if you have that gut
1: feeling. And you stay in the relationship. I feel like you're not just hurting yourself, but you're also hurting the other person.
0: I definitely feel guilty when I look back in that situation because I knew that I just delayed the process for him as well and Mm. made it harder for him. And it was just so much more heartbreak than it could have been.
1: Yeah, I know. I think sometimes you just have to, that's why we talked in the last episode, telling yourself things that you would tell your friend, (laughs) like someone else. Exactly,
0: girlfriend. Taking that advice from your gut and I feel like, you know what, finishing with our steps, I think you need to treat your gut as a friend and they are your friend trying to tell you something. Yeah, so listen to them. (laughs) Listen to your friend, a.k.a. your tummy. So speaking of
1: listening to your gut, we are going to take it into seven steps of actually how to listen to your gut because – That can be the hardest part is you get this feeling, but you just don't know what to do with it. You don't know how to listen to it. So we're going to go through those steps and hopefully find a little bit more out on how we can tune into our bodies and... Yeah, get a little bit deeper with what it all means. Yes. So number one is tuning into your body, something Cass and I love to
0: do. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I feel like our body always clues you in when you're faced with a big decision in life. And there are so many symptoms, like obvious symptoms, visible, not visible, that we feel in uncomfortable situations. Our body's yep. reaction is something often that we try to hide. I do this a lot. <laughs> Mike I'm and I'm listening that to so you. much. <laughs> um, for example, <laughs> blushing or being lost for words or shaking. That's like your body being like like tune into me but you're not listening. So
0: it's like giving you these obvious signs. Wait, that's actually crazy. Hey? I just, as you were saying that, I was thinking of all the times where I was in a situation that I didn't like, and I was literally, my hand was shaking. I was going, why is my hand fucking shaking? It's your body going like, hello,
1: listen to me. Like, I'm trying to tell you what's going on. <laughs> or when you're like blushing at someone, you think, why am I going so rosy? It's because you're, Feeling all these feelings and your body's trying to like exert it, but it doesn't know really how. Your body's going. Ah, uh, you actually love them so
0: much. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone points out they're blushing. Like, oh shit! And it just gets worse. It just too. gets so much worse. <laughs> all right, taking us into number two. Ensure that your head is clear before making any decisions. Mm. We're going to look at energy, sleep, good nutrition. These are all so vital to nourish our minds as well as our bodies. These are often times where your instinct could be leading you astray. For example, you're hungry, a.k.a. hangry, you know, hungry and angry. You're tired or anxious. If this is the case, it may sound obvious. Do consider sleeping or eating on it before making an important decision. Mm. There is, in fact, a connection between our gut and our brain in which the terms feel like butterflies in the stomach or like a gut-wrenching feeling, You know, stress and emotions can cause physical feelings and ignoring them might do more harm than good. So going back to the hangry feeling, maybe there's something going on that you're mad about, but it's literally your body going, fucking chill out, have a sandwich, and then think about it. Mm.
1: Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, seriously, like if you're hungry, you're feeling anxious about something, all those emotions build up inside and it comes out so wrong.
0: Mm, literally you're like i'm just hungry yeah i don't know why
1: yeah i also feel like <laughs> a funny one is when it happens to me all the time i'm dehydrated for example my belly's rumbling but you're not actually hungry you just need water
0: yeah all the time all the time your body's like give me something that is gonna nourish me right now yeah. and you're like dehydrated you're like you physically feel sick as well mm-hmm. number three don't be afraid to think and say how you feel
1: I honestly think this Mm -hmm. is so important in life to just be able to say how you feel. Otherwise, you'll just bottle it up. And if you're thinking something, then the chances are that it's your gut trying to say something to you. I mean, this is not always the case, but... I feel like letting it out and not bottling up is so much better for you and talking about your feelings, whether it's to a loved one, a friend, a boyfriend, whatever, is going to most likely make you feel better about it.
0: Yeah. And I think the more you talk about a feeling when it comes up straight away, the more you're going to understand what it actually means because you can get a perspective from someone else or by actually verbalizing it in a way, it kind of brings it all up to the surface and then you get the entire feeling all at once. Yeah. And then you go, okay. This is where it's coming from. This is why I feel like this. Yeah, you've you've seen me do this so
1: many times. For example, at work, when I need to say something to like a manager or someone, and I it builds up inside of me, and then I mm. overthink it. And as soon as I say it, I come back and go, oh, I feel so much better. Like I just, you've seen me do it like
0: a few times now. Recently, I literally have my head in my hands right now. Like I was saying to Live the other day, you're so funny when it comes to a serious some conversation with someone that's, you know, in charge of you or whatever, for example, at work. Mm. She literally goes on about it to me and I was going, just say something now. She's going, oh, no, not a good time, not a good time, not a good time. Freaks out, is <laughs> running around like a weirdo and then says it, comes back and she goes, they didn't even care, it was fine. And I was going, yeah, exactly, why were you stressing? Yeah, because I, I do, I overthink mainly in work
1: situations in life because I just want to have a good work ethic and please everyone, which Mm. is not always a good thing because you have the right to make your own decisions. It is something I need to work on, but I don't know. I just, and then I just know I just need to get up and do it straight away. Otherwise, I probably won't do it.
0: (laughs) Oh, little lummy lady. (laughs) Taking us into number four, do your research if something feels off. Mm. You know, as well as listening to your instincts can also back up the evidence for whatever's about to happen before you take that leap of faith. Mm. Like, of course, like a gut feeling is always good to trust and whatnot, but actually looking into it properly. And for example, if it's a job, you're not sure what to decide Literally make a pros and a cons list, Mm. do your research, compare them properly, like do the, do the research. And then you would just almost like back up your gut feelings and go, yes, that's right. Like I was feeling this for a reason or, you know, whatever it was.
1: For example, when you decided to move away, I guess you would go, okay, can I get a job over there? Can I get accommodation? Like you start to do your research and then you go, okay, I can do it. Like you you wouldn't go quit your job before you know If you can or can't get something over there, so yeah, definitely I agree. Definitely do research before taking that leap.
0: Yeah, it's really important, especially like for example, we're gonna go, we're gonna stay on trend with the moving over to London. I obviously have always wanted to do it. I had that gut feeling that it was the right thing to do in my life. Mm. It was something that needs to be done. I know that I'm gonna grow from this this whole moving situation. Mm. And what I did, I can obviously get a British passport. That makes it easier for me. Yes. I can take a job that I currently have in Australia over with me because it's all online. Yeah. I can easily get another job over there. I've got a friend coming with me. Like just weighing up the pros and the cons. Obviously there's heaps here. Like I'm leaving my best friend live. Mm. I'm leaving my family. I'm leaving. I have a great fucking few jobs here and I'm leaving a few of them behind. I'm leaving a potential great relationship behind. There's lots of things that you know would easily keep me here. Yeah, but but they're not going the anywhere. And cons, yeah, exactly. Mm. And weighing up the pros and the cons because I do have this gut feeling that this is something that I need to do in my life. I'm gonna follow that and go with that and not stay comfortable. Yeah,
1: no, I'm definitely. If like I'm not going anywhere, your family's not going anywhere. Tw- where we live is not going anywhere, like I promise. Exactly. <laughs> you know, is <laughs> that <bad> or not? <laughs> I don't think we're going to get up and swim away. <laughs>
0: yeah. You get back and yeah, I'm just just like, do. Yeah, you're like, I actually live in uh, Egypt right now. I'm like, sweet, I'm coming to ride camels with you face. <laughs> All good. All good.
1: <laughs> All righty, number five, challenge your assumptions. I think this is a really good one because this tests out the brain a little bit. I mean, oh, and also – as humans, we always right. assume everything. I always assume everything personally.
0: So, I like make up like, this like... assumption in my head, and then it's just so wrong. <laughs> yeah, and you go, "This is right. This is right. I know this is yeah. right." Like, I've I've got this, but and it's then not. It's just like so wrong. Yeah, because it's not your gut telling you; it's your head making
1: the assumption. <laughs> so, when you are making, when you are looking at the assumptions you are making, this could also be the clue to the mistakes that you are making. So, in order to check that our instincts are correct, we need to ask ourselves the blanks that we may be filling in, either <laughs> consciously or unconsciously. This is not only true when it comes to your own decision-making, but it's also true when we're listening to someone explain a problem or a situation, and we're about to just jump in and give some advice, which we all love to do, mm-hmm. if we... Because we like to think we know what's going on, especially women. You're <laughs> not going to lie. Know-it-alls, aren't we? If we can learn to be aware of our own assumptions, then we can become better listeners and better
0: decision makers too. Yeah, and I think that just helps everyone else around us. we make better decisions. We're more in tune with our body. We understand why things happen and what's going on around us. Yeah. And then we can give better advice for everyone. Yeah, I think. And also making
1: assumptions, especially in relationships, is never good. Never.
0: That's honestly the biggest no-no ever. Like don't just, don't just assume like it's just, it's just not gonna be good for anyone. (laughs) No, I have a friend who, um, she was seeing someone and it wasn't very serious. And he texted her and was like, let's hang out tonight. And then completely ghosted. Didn't text her from like 6 PM. Like, so pretty early anyway. And She just made up this assumption in her head that he was out cheating on her. Mm. He was seeing someone else, like all this Mm. shit. Yeah. And then came down to it. He was actually had to go to hospital because he had food poisoning and he was like half dead. He like woke up in the morning and was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That is like a prime (laughs) example of making a shit assumption. (laughs) She was stressing out and I was going, babe, I don't think that's what's happening. Like you'll be fine. Like it's just like, trust him. He has never given you a reason not to trust him. Yeah. And she's like, nah, I know there's something up." I'm like, are you sure you're just making this up in your head to freak yourself out? <laughs> <laughs> you're
1: literally just like, oh, nah, he's in hospital.
0: <laughs> literally, poor guy
1: got absolutely roasted. So lucky last, trusting yourself. So in conclusion, gut feelings are physical manifestations of our intuition, but they're not always accurate. So with patience and practice, you'll be able to tell when you're receiving a gut feeling that should be trusted And over time,
0: these feelings will only get stronger and clearer and you'll feel better quick to act on them. It honestly all comes with time and just learning to get to know yourself, I guess, a bit more. Yeah. And I think this is why it's important to spend time alone in situations where you're always out with friends. You're always doing something busy, 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 like how I have been in life. Yeah. This last year, I've really learned how to enjoy time by myself. And this is where I've really come into tune with my body. Yeah. I think... Only, like,
1: only you can know what your gut feeling's telling you, and only Mm. you can make the decision from there. Nobody else is going to make that decision for you. And something Cassie and I have always said is that gut feelings are guardian angels.
0: They really are. They really are. They really, honestly, it's just something above us, and it's like a higher power of the universe Mm. is saying, don't do this, do this. It's going to benefit you. It's going to hurt you. Like whatever the example is, whatever situation you're in, a gut feeling is literally going to fucking save your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. (laughs) This is where we're going to get into when gut feelings have saved our lives. Cassidy, would you like to kick this one off? Yes, I would. So one day I was out surfing and I had a gut feeling that there's just something wasn't right. So I... I kind of thought in my head, maybe something's going on at home or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I got out, everything was fine. I was like, I don't know what that was, that was weird, but I just had this weird feeling in my body. Mm. Later on that night, I was watching the news and saw there was a fucking great white right where I was surfing. It was like spotted on the news. Like there was, I think it was like half an hour after I got out, everyone was pulled out of the water and stuff, and the beach was closed because of the great white. And I was literally surfing there. Like my body knew something was going to happen. Oh, that just gives me the shivers down my spine. I could have been eaten by a shark. My, yeah. my tummy was like, girl, not today. Get get out of there, girlfriend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I honestly have gut feelings all the time. And there's so little, like, for example, because I can't think of one on the spot, but this happens to me all the time. When I'm driving into, say, a busy car park, I always know when I'm going to get a park or when I'm not going to get one. I don't know. I just Mm -hmm. drive in and go, yeah, I'm going to get a car park, always get one. Or I just drive past and go, "Mm, I'm just not going to get
0: one today. Like, how how do I know? (laughs) How do I know that's going to happen? Oh, my God. That's so funny. And, you know, when there's, like, a big car park and you're like, should I turn down this lane and check? And then you're like, Mm -hmm. no, there's not one down there. Like, you just know. (laughs) Yeah. What do I know? It's so funny. Gut feelings are so weird, bro. Oh, so weird.
1: So we're going to read out a few of the times where your guys' gut
0: feelings saved you. I'm going to kick it off with this one. This is quite a long one. So buckle up. <laughs> I met a guy out. <laughs> I met a guy on a night out. We had the best time. I ended up giving him his number and we organized a date. We kept texting leading up to the date. But I started getting a really weird feeling about him. I couldn't figure out what it was. I ended up cancelling the date because I had the worst stomach cramp. Then, a few days later, I did some digging and found out from a mutual friend that he had been stalking me. He knew exactly where I was at the bar. That's the reason he went to the bar, was to try and get me to go home with him. He had also just gotten out of jail for doing the same thing with his ex, and has multiple restraining orders against other girls for stalking. Uh,
1: I don't even know what to say about that.
0: That is absolutely wild. That is – that's, like, next level. That's – like – to be in that situation with a man who's following you, knows where you are, and then you get a weird feeling about it and don't actually go and meet up. Like, imagine if she gave him, her, like, her address and oh she got him to his house. Like, who knows what could have happened? That is terrible. I'm so sorry that happened. Yeah,
1: I'd be freaking out that I even gave him my number. <laughs> I would too, literally go get a new number. <laughs> same here. That's that's absolutely cool. Some people out there are absolutely terrifying. I know. Some I just don't know why there are these people in the world. Like, what what makes you want to do stuff like that? Like, I just don't get it.
0: No, I don't understand. There's some real twisted twisted people out there. Mm, Okay, well, we've got another one. I was supposed to
1: be going out for dinner with my friends and had a weird feeling about it, so I stayed home. And they all ended up getting food poisoning. Thank God
0: (laughs) I stayed home. Oh, sis. (laughs) Stuff that. Girl, you would have been... On the toilet for days. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Wait, that's when gut feeling can be so decent. You're like, thank you, gut feeling.
1: T-Y. I feel like that happens a lot when you're going to go out and you feel like it's not going to be the best night. And then your friends go, yeah, it wasn't that great. And you just knew.
0: Oh, and it's the best feeling. You're like, I had the best night at home. I don't feel yes. hungover. They're all like... It was shit night, like all this drama happened and I'm so hungover. It's like, sucked in, bruh. I (laughs) I feel fresh. (laughs) Thank you for sending those in, guys. We absolutely love hearing your stories and for you guys to be on this journey with us. I just want to wrap it up by saying I hope you all had the best New Year's. I feel like Mm. we saw so many of
1: you at Falls as well, which was nice.
0: Oh, my God. It was so nice. Mm. I forgot to say that. There was so many people came up to us and were like, Oh my God, we listen to the potty. Like, we love it. Oh, uh, it just, my whole body. It, yeah, it just melts that, your heart. Honestly. That's where I got a bloody good gut feeling that we're doing the right thing, Liv. Yeah,
1: I learned straight away. I was like, this is just, this is just it. No, but it's so
0: nice when people actually tell you that they're listening. Especially people who know. Yeah, it's beautiful. I just love you guys so much. (laughs) (laughs) I also want to say if there's any topics you guys do want us to cover or anything that, you know, you're not sure of, you want some advice on not that we always give the best advice but we'll try our best or mm-hmm. there's anything you just want us to talk about mm. or you want to talk about with us and get involved in the conversation please dm us and let us know we've got plenty of episodes planned and coming up but obviously this podcast is for you guys so we want your opinion on it all and we want you to be involved in every single step yeah so and some, please let us know if there's anything yeah
1: and some fresh ideas like I love a new idea like there'll be things Me that too. we don't think
0: of that you guys will think of, and I want to know. Me, fucking too. Alrighty, we love you guys so much, and I hope you have the best week ever. And I hope the start of your new year has been incredible, and you're doing everything that you want to do, aka just being happy. Yeah, and we love you. Okay. <laughs> All right, bye, peace.
1: Talk to you next week. You can find us at Pretty Poison Pod on Instagram where we'll be posting all of our question boxes each week so you guys can get involved in our conversation.
0: Most importantly, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other platforms that will be listed in our description below. Bye, guys. We love you. Bye.